It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Monday edition of Lockdown Rams, we're going to have a really fun show. We're doing a mock draft Monday. Of course, we're going to talk over a few other things that are happening still. I'm still emotionally recovering from the loss of Todd Gurley. He signed quickly with Atlanta. I actually just got off the hook here with Aaron Freeman of Lockdown Falcons had a conversation with him for his podcast talking about what they're getting in Dante Fowler and Todd Gurley. NFL is moving fast and the Rams are really just trying to hang on right now, dump some salary and look at the process of rebuilding. And I I say rebuilding, but, you know, looking at the roster, we still have elite players at big time positions, but it is kind of filling in some of those gaps on the defense, our linebacking core, which we'll talk about here when we do our mock draft, as we looked at trying to get some depth at some of those positions of need. So great show for you guys today. Appreciate everyone that chipped in over the weekend on Saturday when I did the live quarantine mock draft and we kind of went to Twitter and Facebook and had you guys vote on uh, some of the picks that were available. I put the top four selections that were available, had you guys vote on it and we did a mock draft that way. It was a bunch of fun. I'll probably be looking to do a few more of these. I'll try to schedule them to a certain time that way. You guys know you can participate. I think that might go a little bit better next time, but we had a great turnout and I appreciate everyone that helped and we'll be talking about those results here on today's show. Don't forget to go hit us up at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. That's my personal. And then Lockdown Rams on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a follow. Shoot us a question. Uh, pitch in on some of these fun draft things that we'll be doing coming up. You can also find the podcast to download it on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Hit the subscribe button. Leave a review. We always appreciate your guys' feedback. I got a couple calls Uh, in the past couple days that I do want to play on the show. Uh, Maybe tomorrow I'll get some of those in. If you guys want to reach out to the show, I appreciate you guys do calling, so I want to make sure I get those on there. The number is 657-345-4988. Just leave a voicemail. It's basically what it is. It's Google Voicemail. Leave a message, either a question for the show, uh, something you want to hear more about, or an opinion on something that we already discussed I'll try to get you on the show, and like I mentioned, we have a couple that I want to get to sometime this week. But with all that awesome stuff out of the way, let's just get right into it. It's Mock Draft Monday, and what are the Rams going to do at number 52? I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. So over the weekend, we took to Twitter to do our first ever Twitter Rams Mock Draft 7 Rounds, aka Quarantine Mock As usual, we use the Draft Network mock draft machine. And every time the Rams pick came up, I took four contenders that could be picked there, whether that was position groups of need, players that ranked highly on the board at the time, went to Twitter, created a poll, and let you, the listener, and or social media, pick who they wanted to join the team. Keep in mind, there were no trades in this mock draft. That is something that I think... Later on, we may have to kind of incorporate because the Rams and Les Need are extremely well known for 
draft day trades last year in the first two days. I think they had five trades total going back, going forth. And I don't expect them in the 2020 draft with only six picks to come in and not to be a little bit active on trying to move some picks, collect some more. Uh, But we took all that out of the equation and we just selected the pick that was in front of us. So we started with number 52. And looking right in front of us, there were a few guys that were pretty interesting that were taken off the board that kind of took out an equation of where we might have thought the Rams were looking to go. Obviously, we know the team needs coming into this with the loss of Dante Fowler, Corey Littleton, linebacker, outside linebacker, edge. We also lost Michael Brockers, so maybe you're looking on some D-line help. Todd Gurley released and now joining the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe you're looking to add a running back in this draft. You only got Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson. Henderson finished on the IR, didn't have an amazing season. So, of course, you want to add some value there. Uh, But looking around the picks right in front of us, one of our favorite players, one of my favorite players that I've been kind of looking at at that number 52 pick is Edge out of Michigan, Josh Uche. He went off at number 47 to Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's just taking all of our guys right now. Another Edge that's kind of been in that area is Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. He was taken at the pick right in front of us by the Dallas Cowboys. Roquan Davis, another guy, interior defense alignment out of Alabama that we've had our eyes on. He was selected just a few picks before the Rams at 52. So it left us with a few options, and I wanted to kind of spread the wealth here a little bit as far as the position groups go, because there were a couple linemen here, interior or tackle, uh, that were available that would be interesting, but I wanted to break it up. So these were the options that I gave our listeners. Interior offensive lineman Jonah Jackson from Ohio State. He was a transfer from Rutgers, right guard that moved over to left guard. And then running back out of LSU, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. This guy has some dynamite highlights coming out of that last season at LSU. Big part of their offense in moving the football. It wasn't all Joe Burrow. Some of this was Clyde Edwards. And with the loss of Todd Gurley, wasn't sure how fast Rams fans wanted to go and look at a top-end running back. This is a guy who could come in right away fit into the room. Um, Another position group that we've talked about in the past as a need, even though we've got two really great players there, is a safety. Jeremy Chin was on the board right there, threw him into the mix. And then to round out the group was Edge from Alabama, Terrell Lewis. And this one was close. We had 102 votes on this one, and it came all the way down to the end. And what I was doing was kind of putting a highlight package uh, from YouTube on the player that we drafted. I had to go back a couple times and switch which one it was because for a while it was Edge Terrell Lewis. For a little bit, it was running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And it ended up being interior offensive lineman Jonah Jackson from Ohio State. We talked about that offensive line as a position group of need, that's for sure. But there's some depth at offense tackle. We've got Andrew Whitworth. Um, Joseph Noteboom was originally drafted to kind of replace Andrew Whitworth. He saw some time at guard last year and might even see some more time at guard. Rob Havenstein, Bobby Evans, both at tackle group. So the inside of this Rams offense line is still a question mark. What are you doing with Austin Corbett, Austin Blythe? Again, where does Joe Noteboom fit in? So with lots of question marks, the best thing is to insert another player into the mix and see if they can help out. Jonah Jackson, big dude, six foot four, 310 pounds. Again, I told you that he's got some flexibility to go from the right side where he played with Rutgers, coming over to the left side where he played with Ohio State. Aaron Cromer, that stuff kind of makes him drool seeing that a guy can be that versatile on the offensive line is going to fit in really well here with the Rams especially since we have a lot of question marks at the guard position. A guy that can play both of them ends up having an extra value. So first pick, number 52, goes to the offensive line. 
Coming up next, we're going to go to the third round, our next pick in this draft, number 84 overall, and we'll find out where the Rams and the listeners think we should go. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So heading into the third round, Rams await their pick at number 84. They've got a handful of teams in front of them, taking some of the guys that were thought process in that second round, or even as we talked in that first segment, if the Rams do want to trade back, pick up a couple more picks. There's guys like Ben Breedson, interior offensive line. And if you didn't want to go your first pick there, Jeremy Chin came off the board at number 80. Kyle Duggar, another safety uh, that we've talked about here on the program, went off the board at number 82. Tara Lewis, the guy that we looked at, number 52, came off the board at 66 to the Redskins. So a few guys that we recognize and know and that we could see a good fit depending on how the Rams move up and down this board uh, when the actual draft comes. But we came to 82. We had some options here. And I put forth to our listeners on Twitter and Facebook a question of offensive tackle Austin Jackson out of USC. Guy that played locally here in Southern California has some people's attention right now in this area uh, linebacker Troy Dye out of Oregon a little undersized but has some good speed helps in the run game running back Zach Moss out of Utah a guy that I absolutely love and I kept trying to throw in there to see when there might be a potential to draft him again this is the third round pick number 84 overall is that a little too early maybe and then to round up the group there was edge Daryl Taylor out of Tennessee six foot four 260 pound edge with as they call it on the draft network some freaky deaky Ben good in short area quickness uh, I thought that might be an interesting replacement for Dante Fowler now look I got a lot of people that had chimed in and basically said well wh- wh- why are you putting up these people 
in these picks. And like I said, I was trying to get a broad range of position groups of different players of value on the board at the time. Uh, the hardest part was picking four guys that you could then pick from. But again, this thing was close. Back to back, our first two picks came down to the final minutes. I was like, what are we going to do if we had a tie? Do I, do I have to pick a guy to draft? Do we, we then draft two guys there? Uh, but it was interesting. It came down to a vote of 26%, 25 25 and 24% across the board for all these guys. But the one coming in at 26% and getting himself drafted in this quarantine mock draft was Austin Jackson, offensive tackle of USC. Kind of obvious at this point, the first two picks on that offense line, Ram fans are still a little nervous about what we are getting with a group of guys that we saw some production at the end of the season, but obviously looked miserable halfway through it. Andrew Whitworth is getting older by every year. He signed a three-year deal, so how long is he going to stick around? When do we need to draft his replacement, uh, and who might that be? Austin Jackson, offense tackle out of USC couple of the pros here from the Draft Network kind of describe him as having a good overall athleticism for the position. Also displays ideal length for the perimeter. In the run game, he comes off the ball hard, does a good job holding at the point of attack. There are some good things about him with this. Obviously, with the good comes the bad. They say he appears to have some balance issues and doesn't bend exceptionally well. Kyle Crabb of the Draft Network said he's a promising offensive tackle prospect who has all the physical tools to develop into a quality starter. That's what you're looking for in a draft pick in the third round when the Rams have really hit well in that area. You saw them pick up two offensive linemen last year in David Edwards and Bobby Evans. Both those guys uh, gave some really good minutes near the end of the year and really kind of helped solidify that offense line just to kind of get through the season. So can they hit it again in a guy like Austin Jackson? We'll find out, but he was selected in the Rams' seven-round mock draft, quarantine edition at number 84. So from there, the Rams stay in the third round. This is the compensatory pick, number 104. This is what we got for Roger Saffold. Uh, leaving in free agency last year. Looking at what we have so far, 52, Jonah Jackson, number 84, Austin Jackson, follows that. Two picks, two Jacksons, two offensive linemen. Things were getting a little predictable here for a second, but we went back. I gave you four options at pick 104. Here's what they were. First guy up, Edge Bradley Anai. Already like him, right? Sounds good, Bradley. That is the official name of yours truly, Bear. Unlike your host, this Bradley is six foot three, coming off the edge with 260 pounds. Another guy that might be able to come in and kind of compete with some of those other guys coming off the edge. Uh, next up was running back Zach Moss again. Threw him in here. I kept thinking, hey guys, we got to get a running back. He was still there at 104. And then going back to the defense, interior defense lineman Lakey Futu out of Utah. Big dude, six foot five, 333 pounds would be great to throw up there with Aaron Donald and the newly acquired Ashawn Robinson. And last of the four options to draft here at 104 was a linebacker out of Mississippi State, Willie Gay Jr. This one started out close. It was Bradley and I uh, that kind of jumped out early into this one. And it was funny because one of these guys was going to be drafted. Three out of the four were from Utah. But slowly we saw Zach Moss kind of take over this running back out of Utah who had an incredible season 
and really ended up winning this in a going away fashion. 40% of the votes went to running back Zach Moss. We finally got that replacement in the third round. I think this is a perfect round to go get him. Eno Benjamin was there from Arizona State as well. Might have been another option if the Rams don't get a guy like Zach Moss, but I decided to put Moss up there. It's a guy that I've really enjoyed watching, especially as I've kind of been taking on some of this draft coverage. Pro Football Focus ranks him their number one running back coming out of this draft, really to do with uh, the things that they say transition well into the NFL, and that is his elusiveness, being able to break tackles, as well as the way that he can catch the football. And those are two things that would fit immediately into the Rams system. We talk about a lot with when Todd Gurley left and even looking back at his production last year is we wanted to get him more involved in the passing game. And the Rams just didn't, whether that was his health or other reasons. Uh, but utilizing a running back coming out of the backfield to have for Jared Goff to kind of dump off as well as a tight end, as we saw Tyler Higby kind of explode near the end of the season, I think is extremely important. So having a guy come in like this, my only worries is that he carries a little bit similarity to Daryl Henderson. He doesn't have that big body frame, even though he does have some power. I don't want to take that away from him, but he doesn't have that uh, three down back type of frame that you're looking for in the NFL. Maybe if you want to go earlier, and maybe that's why you do look to draft a running back in that second round, a guy like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, because he does have more of the frame of that three down cowbell type of back. But uh, here we are late in the third round, and I love this pick for the Rams. It's a great pickup, and it's somewhere where you see a role and a need right away. So he comes in, works with Daryl Henderson. We got Malcolm Brown to still be maybe our goal line back, our, you know, get those third and one type of carries. And then you got two of these young guys who got extreme speed, extreme elusiveness as well. Both these guys can catch the ball out of the backfield. So great pickup there. And that is the direction the Rams go with the 104th pick. We'll come back and we'll jump into the fourth round on the other side. The Rams are on the board with pick 106. Looking at the roster so far, we've got two offensive linemen and a running back. Is it time to go defense? So we're in the fourth round. The Rams are up. Pick 126. Looking around us in that fourth round, a few good players are coming off the board. And looking at some of the players on the board that went Willie Gay Jr. was one of those guys we were looking at in the late third round. Went off the board at 124, Mississippi State linebacker. Uh, also, Rashard Lawrence, a guy out of LSU that we've talked about before on this program. Interior defense lineman went to the Dallas Cowboys at 123. Let's say we didn't get an offensive lineman in those early rounds. Shane Lemieux went 116, interior offensive lineman out of Oregon. Big dude, don't love his athleticism, but might be an option in the later rounds. Chase Claypool, wide receiver, went 115 out of Notre Dame. This is a guy we talked about and we saw in mocks showing up in the fifth and sixth round. Not today. He goes to the Browns at pick 115. But here we are, the Rams, sitting 126 on the board. We've taken two offensive tackles and a running back. I kind of forced this play a little bit, but basically we need to get back to the defense side of the ball. We still have glaring gaps at the linebacker position, at the edge position, maybe a need at safety and linebacker, and that's the direction that I went here. Uh, I gave you the options of linebacker Akeem Davis-Gaither, guy I absolutely love. The Rams have been rumored to talk with him at the Combine. He is out of Appalachian State, as well as edge Nick Cole out of Auburn. If we're looking at a safety, safety Antonio Brooks Jr., 
If we're looking at safety, there's a guy out of Maryland, Antonio Brooks Jr. And then last, as far as the options, I went double down on the linebacker. This time out of Utah State. Man, I love my Utah guys. Couple, uh, three out of four out of Utah last time. Then we got David Woodward out of Utah State. Linebacker, six foot two, 235. And this one was by far our earliest no-brainer. It was the hands down. He was leading from start to finish. And that is Akeem Davis-Gaither. He wins with 46% of the votes. And a great pickup in the fourth round at pick 126. Actually, our Locked On Saints host kind of chimed in here. Ross Jackson, a good buddy and a friend of the show here, chimed in and said he absolutely loves this pick and the value in the fourth round. Again, 126. ADG, as he called him, Akeem Davis-Gaither. If you guys haven't checked it out, just go to YouTube, type in his name, and watch the highlight package because he is just extremely athletic. Yes, like most linebackers coming out, the number one thing you hear about him is he's a little undersized from a linebacker. Uh, but other than that, I love everything that he does. He seeks contact against the run. He is a violent hitter when he comes up. And he's also got some upside as far as against the pass. He's got great range for a linebacker. And with a few holes here in the linebacker position and our new defense coordinator, Brandon Staley, being a former linebackers coach, look for him to get his hands on a, a talent like Akeem Davis-Gaither, who Kyle Crabb from the Draft Network says Davis-Gaither's pathway to NFL success is predicated in playing in space and letting him flow freely to the football. We'll see if it's a good marriage, but Akeem Davis-Gaither, you have been selected to the Rams in the fourth round. So we'll keep this moving as the Rams have two more picks here and we're running out of time, but let me keep this thing moving. Next up is the sixth round. Remember, the Rams don't have a draft pick in the fifth round, so we move on to pick 199. This is a special pick, man. This is the Tom Brady pick, 199. And again, just because it's late in the draft doesn't mean you're not going to get a great player. And again, just to recap, the Rams at 52 took interior offense lineman Jonah Jackson, followed at 84 by offense tackle Austin Jackson, 104 running back Zach Moss, 126 linebacker Akeem Davis-Gaither. And here we are, give a few more options. Uh, safety Shaheem Carter out of Alabama, cornerback Laverne Hill out of Michigan. Never know what we're doing at that cornerback position. If we're going to look to move a guy, we still have to fill that Nicole Roby Coleman slot in that slot corner. Do you want to add some depth there? That's a question. Uh, then there was interior defense lineman Khalil Davis and edge Carter Coughlin. Again, very defense heavy here. It all kind of plays from the direction in which this draft went at the beginning went very heavy offense offense line running back we started to kind of move towards the defense as we need to fill some of those roles uh with not a lot of money you're not going to do it with free agency so you got to do it through the draft again i'll say it four or five times every time we do a mock draft without trades the rams are probably going to trade back and get some more picks but here we are at number 199 this was close for a while between safety shaheem carter at 31 percent and then the eventual winner interior defense alignment khalil davis 39% with the win. Davis is six foot two, 300 pounds out of Nebraska. Again, looking to get him down on line with Aaron Donald, Ashawn Robinson, and just trying to add some beef up on that front line. Again, remember, we've got a couple other guys. We've got Sebastian Joseph Day. We drafted into this position group last year with Greg Gaines. He didn't see very many games and very much action on the field. 
Uh, does that mean he's not going to turn around in year two with some of these doors open uh, with the like of Brockers gone? But again, the pickup of Ashawn Robinson shows you that maybe they're not too thrilled with what is kind of the back end of that position group. So adding a guy like Davis, who the Draft Network describes as violent and quickness are the calling cards of his game. A true one-gap penetrator who knifes through the line of scrimmage with explosive first step. And then on the downside for him, uh, if he doesn't win with that explosive first step, he tends to get washed in the run game. Uh, limited to three technique only from most of what his film shows. Uh, so how versatile is he on the defense line, especially with you know wanting to move Aaron Donald around and, and kind of rotating some guys in there. So we'll see. But again, I think it addressed the need. I think it adds some depth at a position and a guy who is right now, quote unquote, undersized a little bit. Uh, we heard that before with the likes of Aaron Donald, six foot two, three oh five. Uh, obviously much different, and I'm not trying to compare him to Aaron Donald anyway, but you can never know coming in, how is this talent going to transition? I think this is a great pickup in the sixth round to just kind of add some depth on that line. So from there, we slide into the seventh round. Last pick for the Rams, and this is kind of the fun pick in my mind, right? Yes, you're still trying to find some talent, and then this is kind of the game you play in the seventh round of, Will they be around? Are they going to go undrafted? Can then you go look to get them as an undrafted rookie free agent? Uh, that's always the game plan here. Uh, but I wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit with some options again at position group. I went with that safety, Jordan Fuller out of Ohio State. Again, looking to address the safety as far as adding another piece. we got Eric Weta walk JJ is coming off of an injury. Taylor Ratt played great last year, but what is there a sophomore slump? Where does Brandon Staley want to play him? Needing an addition in the group, I think, is uh, needed at some point. So Jordan Fuller out of Ohio State was plugged in there uh, as that option. Edge, Dalen Haynes of Notre Dame, uh, which I later found out. Don't know why he was on the draft board, but he decided actually to go back to Notre Dame, so he's not even in the draft. Uh, next up, quarterback Steven Montez. Do the Rams need a backup? Do they look in the seventh round? Uh, quarterback out of Colorado. Kind of fun when you watch some of his film. Yes, he's got a lot to still kind of touch up as a quarterback, uh, but he's extremely agile, can move around the pocket. Kind of a broke man's Marcus Mariota, shall you say? Uh, and no offense to him there, but in the seventh round, that is the question. Is he going to be there? Use a pick on him or kind of look for him to go undrafted and look to pick him up that way. And then wide receiver Kendrick Rogers, the guy that we've talked about here a lot on the show, uh, kind of has that red zone target frame, six foot four, can go up and get the ball. Uh, this was kind of close for a while, and then slowly Jordan Fuller safety position started to take over. He won the vote with 36%. Ended up being the last pick for the Rams Twitter quarantine mock draft with pick 234, the Los Angeles Rams select Jordan Fuller, Ohio State. The one thing I love about him is, yes, he doesn't have all the hype, and here we are picking him in the seventh round. There's tons of safeties that are going in front of him, uh, but he's just one of those natural athletes, and if you kind of watch any of his tape, and that's ex another exciting thing about him, he's playing big-time football at Ohio State and making big-time plays uh, during his time there. Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network describes him as having dynamic range and confident in keys to drive into action and has impressive sideline-to-sideline -side mobility. They also rolled him down into more of a rotating safety position. 
He also said that some of his best reps were in man-to-man coverage when he was covering in the slot. Could be another addition where, hey, he could play some safety, he could come up and play a little slot corner. A guy that's versatile, natural athlete, can go and find the ball. Had plenty of interceptions, including against my University of Michigan. Jordan Fuller, my man, you are on the team. I had a bunch of fun doing this mock draft on Saturday. Uh, ended up lasting about six hours. We gave an hour in between each pick. Maybe next time I'll look to extend the hours. I'll also look to schedule it with you guys. That way you know when it's coming. You can come in, participate. Again, I don't consider myself a draft expert, so some of these guys in these positions, there might be a different player that might be in there next time, and I think I'll continue to rotate some options just to see what you guys, the listener, are kind of keeping your eye on. But you could tell early in this draft, everyone that was participating, and again, thank you guys so much for participating, tweeting, commenting, retweeting, uh, and just voting really helped this kind of move along and have a good time with it. But you can tell from early in the get-go that you guys were interested on that offensive side, especially those first couple of picks going at the offensive line, getting a running back, and then switching over, getting a linebacker, getting a guy down on the D-line as well as a safety. We saw a little bit of a mixed bag here. Started out early offense, finished out with some defense. Overall, if the Rams ended up with a draft like this, I think I'd be pretty happy Uh, At one point, I wasn't sure if I was loving the draft, but it it addresses some needs. Definitely, uh, you know, linebacker edge, interior offensive line. So I appreciate you guys jumping in, helping out. Made for a fun mock draft Monday show. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be picking it up, kind of filling in some of these gaps with where the Rams are going. Talk a little bit more about Gurley, Fowler, Littleton gone, replacing them with guys on the team. Again, through the draft, so much more still to cover. And this thing is not done. There are still plenty of amazing free agents out there. The Rams have about $6 million in cap space, from my understanding. Uh, And they're still not done. And also, stay tuned tomorrow, because we're going to be talking about the logo release, which is probably, if you're listening later in the afternoon, you've already seen it. So we're going to talk about that as well on tomorrow's show. We're going to have a lot of great stuff coming up for you guys this week. So I appreciate you listening as always. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.